0: Hey folks, I'm Pastor Eric Tritton from Gloria Day Lutheran Church in Hudson, Ohio, and this is a weekly word. Thanks for being with me. I'm glad you're here because we're talking about 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and love. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is one of the most famous passages of the Bible. It gets read a lot at weddings because it's, well, it's the love chapter. Uh, However, Technically speaking, when we talk about love in this way, um, that's not the kind of love that is spoken of in 1 Corinthians 13. Which is not to say that the love spoken of in 1 Corinthians 13 has nothing to do with marriage or the kind of love that we hope to see between a husband and a wife. Uh, It is actually a very important part of marriage. But it is not the, uh, the love that you think of in terms of romance and, and those kinds of things. You see, we English speakers, we have a problem when it comes to love. Uh, and the problem is that we mean so many different things by that four-letter word. Uh, I, I, you know, let me give you some examples here. I love my wife. I love pizza. I love baseball. I love my children. Are those all the same thing? In terms of what love means, I sure hope not. They they really shouldn't be uh, the way I love my wife should not be the same way that I love a baseball game, uh, and uh, this is part of our problem as sinful people, uh, is that we uh, we disorder our love, and when by disordering our love I mean that we get the wrong things in the first place, and then the second place, and um, we, we we love things that are less important than the things that really are important. Or maybe better to say, we love things more than people. And uh, love is really something that's intended to be focused on on people. Now, when we talk about love in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, uh, there are different words for love in other languages. And in the language of the New Testament, uh, the word that is used here is agape. Uh, That's the kind of love that's talked about. And when we think about agape kind of love, there's another passage that I think heavily informs the way that we should think about this passage. And the passage that I'm thinking of now is 1 John chapter 4, where the Apostle John writes, God is love. God is agape. In 1 Corinthians 13, what we're really getting is a description of God's love. Now, when I say that we're getting a description of God's love, that's important because we've received God's love in Jesus. And then that love shapes us, it changes us, and it it impacts the way that we love others. And we strive to love the way that God has loved us. So let's take a look at this passage, and I'm going to read it from the the Christian Standard Bible. 1 Corinthians 13. If I speak human or angelic tongues, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so that I can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions, and if I give over my body in order to boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy, is not boastful, is not arrogant, is not rude, is not self-seeking, is not irritable, and does not keep a record of wrongs. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things love never ends. But as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put childish things aside. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know fully as I am fully known. Now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love there's a lot there in that passage. Um, It really reminds me that that love is firm, and yet it's forgiving. Uh, It's not focused on itself, or maybe better to say that love is not focused on the self. Uh, Early theologians spoke of sin as, as love that's curved inward, but that's not what love really is. Love is turned out toward others. And this kind of love that's being spoken of here, it longs for the best for people. And not just what we think is best, but it longs for God's best and for His will in our lives and in the lives of other people. And so, it really doesn't have a lot of room for unrighteousness. In other words, it's kind of intolerant of sin, and yet, people, sinners... It embraces and it cares for deeply and seeks to bring them into the truth of all that God has done to display his love. Because as we remember, to keep using the word love, uh, in John three sixteen, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not be perished will not perish. Um, but what we believe about Jesus is that he bore our sins to the cross, he atoned for them there. Uh, and so we embrace sinners, but we, we, we want the truth for people. We don't want unrighteousness in our lives or in the lives of others. And when we do desire those things, we, we turn back to the one who loved us to live in his forgiveness and his mercy and to be shaped and transformed by his love. This kind of love uh, is rooted in God's character. It reflects his grace. And so the the, the chapter ends with this beautiful phrase that says, you know, these three remain, faith, hope, and love. And what I see there is a a progression. You know, God loves us and and we receive that love by faith and that faith starts to shape us and to transform us so that we have hope that God's going to follow through on his love and it gives us a solid place to stand in our lives. You know, that, that we have these promises that, that we can hold on to when we face the difficulties, the temptations, and, and the struggles of this life. And then that will allow us to love others. It helps us to reciprocate the love that we've received. We're just basically reflecting the love that God has given back to us. But it also goes out toward other people. That this love that we receive by faith that builds hope in us is then lived out in our relationships with other people. And so I think what we see here is a description of how the Holy Spirit is at work in us to believe that God really does love us, to hope in that love that he is going to do good for us, and then to respond to that love by living in a way that displays his love to other people. When I read this passage, there there are two things that well, there's at least two things that really grab me. and And the first is, this is how God loves us. This is a deep and moving type of love to hope all things, to bear all things, to to have this incredible patience, to be courteous, even when I'm not. Um, wow, that is that is something to revel in. And secondly, uh, if this is how God loves us, wouldn't it be great if we loved the world this perfectly? That we would not be rude, but that we would be patient. And well, we would not put up with unrighteousness and we would certainly hold forth the truth that we are going to do this in a way that seeks to draw people into the love of Christ. And as I think about that, I know I don't measure up. And uh, maybe you don't either. And I'm not saying that's okay. But what I am saying is when you feel that, that tug that says, boy, look at how I've been loved and I don't love the way that I've, you know, God has loved me, go back to point one. Remember, remember how truly and deeply God has loved you. He has redeemed you. He has called you by name. He has made you his own. He has done what is necessary that your sins might be forgiven. And then, yeah, go ahead, strive. Try to love the way that God has loved you. And keep your confidence firmly grounded in his love for you. I hope that this has been a blessing for you, that this has been helpful. If it has, please like it and share it. You're welcome to comment on these things. Um, But uh, uh, I always figure if this is helpful for you, it'll be helpful for other people. Um, And uh, uh, thanks for being with me today. God's blessings.